Hey guys, welcome in to Ball Down South Sports Wave. Today we're going to do a recap of the UK versus Florida game and their week three preview of Youngstown State. I've got with me John Hammonds and he's going to join me here in just a second and we're going to go over some of the keys um, from last week and from this coming week as, as well. So. All right, John, um, I'll start with you, and you can kind of give me your rundown of what you saw on uh, Saturday night between Kentucky and Florida. The defense played outstanding. I thought, you know, the offensive line had their struggles early in the game, but they feared it out in the second half. Um, Smoke played pretty good second half. Um, I thought Lavelle Wright played really well. Um Jordan Wright played good. It was, it was it wasn't just Jordan Wright. It was the whole defense. They as a whole, they they made Anthony Richardson uncomfortable in the pocket. Um, they made some key plays down the stretch. You know the pick six, Kedron Smith with the the big interception um, early in the third quarter. Um, then they just done what they had to do in the fourth quarter to shut them out. And I I felt like you know Florida did some things. They helped Kentucky's cause too, you know, with the going for it on their own 40 yard line twice, not once, but twice. Because I felt like Billy Napier didn't trust his defense. They was getting tired and I felt like that he, he just didn't trust them enough to stop Kentucky's run game in which they was getting better in the second half anyways, because you could see Florida, they was, they had hands on their knees. They had their, they was breathing heavy. They, you could tell that the whole first half and midway through the third quarter, it was wiping them out. Yeah, and I think I think Florida's defense definitely got tired. They did, and eventually you're going to get worn down by the fourth quarter because when you don't have a lot of depth and you don't have a lot of guys on the D line and especially linebacker playing a lot of snaps tends to make you really very tired. And I, and, I, and I think that's what happened um, down the stretch. I'll tell you some of mine. So uh, just a few little quick things that I've come across. So today, um, after practice, Will Levis um, was on the podium after practice today, and he was asked about that hit in the first quarter. And Will Levis today, I mean, this was just like an hour or two ago, um, Will Levis today said he believes that was the hardest he's ever been hit in his life. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what he said after practice today, which I thought he said, you know, it was the hardest. He said, it rang my bell. He said, but I, I'm a tough guy. You know, I, I jumped up straight up, you know, didn't want nobody to see anything. But, you he know, did, he's had he, some tough licks, too, in the yeah. past. He admitted today after practice, he said, I think that's the hardest I was ever hit in my life. Just, just, I thought that was a little tidbit because, I mean, Will Levis is one of those tough guys. He don't really say that kind of stuff too often. Uh, but since it was three days ago, I think he, you know, he got asked about it. And I thought that was kind of telling. Um, you know, that guy just come off the end untouched, blindsided him. I thought it was helmet rising up into his helmet um they called it and then reversed it i'm you know i don't know um, i'll say this about florida um they're very physical 
Um, cause I wa I rewatched the game film this morning. Um, they're a physical football team and it took a lot for Kentucky to win that football game Saturday. Oh yeah. And, and in the first half, they were, I mean, they were gunning for us. That's for sure. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like I said, Kentucky made plays to win. Um, this is a, a, a really huge win for Kentucky and their program. You know, they moved up to number nine in the polls, you know, but you can't look back at the Florida game now. Um, the Florida game's over with. We enjoyed it for the weekend, but you got to move on to the next game, and that's Youngstown State. And this is a game that I wouldn't say that Kentucky won't overlook them, but it's a game that you you just don't want to let a team hang around for four quarters. You know, you look at last year with Chattanooga. You know, we was down, what, two points in the fourth quarter and barely snuck out a win. Yeah. Um, you you just can't let a team like this hang around. You know, Stoops teams have been notorious for letting teams hang around, um, stay in the game late in the third, fourth quarters. This is a game that you need to just come out and dominate right off the get-go. Um, you don't need to, quarters. yeah, you, you don't, you don't need to let a team like Youngstown State get confidence, um, get some throws in, you know, let the running game get going. Um, you know, this is, this is a fairly decent football team, Youngstown State, but Kentucky should be good enough to put them away by the fourth quarter. Yeah. You know, um, this is a game that, is basically set up kind of a homecoming for some of the coaches and Stoops and Vince Morrow and and Mike Stoops and you know there's there's just a really huge connection to Youngstown um, with UK uh, with the coaches um, and this is a game that um, I've seen today where Stoop said that just him, this is not counting Morrow and a couple of the others, but he's already been asked. He's He's got about 120 to 130 people coming to this game from Youngstown. Um, and like that's, a family reunion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so his mother's going to be there. You know, she's getting up in her age. He was talking about it today. He was talking about how – you know, it's going to be hard for her to be out by the time the game's over and they get cleaned up and head home. He, you know, he said it'll be close to midnight, you know, um, and it's going to be kind of tough for her. So just just some key, little keys like that. I mean, this is one of those games that was set up intentionally for kind of a homecoming deal um, with a bunch of the coaches and stuff. And I'm hoping that because of that, um, that they won't let their guard down and that we'll come out and play like we should play and kind of put this game away by the third quarter is, is, is what I'm hoping. Um, well, you know, and, and a thing too, you know what's going to happen. Um, Kentucky's going to come out flat. I mean, you know, they, they beat a good Florida team Saturday, number 12, Florida. You know, it, at least for a couple drives, it's going to be, you know, are we overlooking this team, you know, with the emotional win over Florida? Um, I think there's going to be a little bit, you know, to be desired there. 
but I just don't see Youngstown State hanging in this game long enough to to really match what Kentucky's got because Kentucky should win this game going away. Um, to be honest, Kentucky's got the better defense. Kentucky's got the better offense. Um, Kentucky's got the um, better special teams, which they'll need to work on that a little bit this week with the bad snap that we had um, by Cade DeGraw on the punt that gave Florida safety. Um, you know, Ruffalo missed that one, which would have put UK up by two scores, but then they got the football back and he put them up again. So, you know, I think this is a game Kentucky just needs to come out and dominate from start to finish. Get some guys some reps, you know, like Hunter, not Hunter, um, Keontae Goodwin. Um, there's some guys on the bench that, you know, can use, won't have to use the red shirt for what, four games? Right. I got a little list here that I made of some guys that I would love to see get to play, um, Saturday and maybe even against Northern Illinois. But this one specific is a game that, uh, I think that some of these guys we will probably see on the field. Jordan Anthony, um, he's one of the fastest dudes on the planet, to be honest with you. He's, um, he made the under 20, under 18, under 18, I think, um, track and field finals, um, ran like a 1049 in the 100 or something. I mean, the kid can flat out just smoke it all right so um the you know i expect to maybe see him uh crowdis who got hurt last year Deckel crowdis um who uh was looking really good in the preseason camp last year and then got hurt and uh, i expect to kind of see him those are two wide receivers um i expect that uh, keaton wade will probably get a little bit more play in the um, as a linebacker, Keontae Goodwin, you mentioned him. I expect maybe Michael Drennan. To, we'll see him at the running back position some maybe late in the game. And then there are two guys, our backup quarterbacks, Hogan and I think it's Sharon, S-H-E-R-O-N. I'm not sure how he pronounces his last name. But, um, you know, they – Yeah, from Somerset. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, you know, neither one of them really have too many snaps. I mean, Hogan got one last week when when uh, Levis was levied out of the game for a second because his helmet come off and he had to take one snap, I think, last week. Um, but, you know, we need to get our backup quarterback a little bit of uh, action in, in the game, and I'm hoping that we can do that this week. Uh, and then one other thing that I want to throw out with this game this week, um, Youngstown has an ex-Kentucky player. Do you remember Bryce Oliver? Yeah, the wide receiver. Yeah, he was a wide receiver that played for UK. Um, I know he was here at least two years, maybe three. Um, he just left last year. This will be his second year. Um, he come in and only played eight games last year, I think, for them. Um, he had 24 catches and eight TDs last year for him. He's already got 10 catches and two TDs this year. 
in the two games that they've played, um, and they are 2-0. and They beat Duquesne, um, who Florida State beat in the first week, and they beat Dayton, I believe, is the two teams that they've beat. But they beat them pretty good. I think like 46 to 17 and like 38 to 16 or something like that. You know, so, uh, you know, they're they're doing some things on the offensive end as well. So we're going to have to be ready for them. And, uh, and by ready, I just mean not be flat, not be overlooking them and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, this, this is a game that you need to just take control early in the game. You know, it's not – you're you're going up against a team that has, you know, nothing to lose. Um, you know, like a team like Chattanooga last year where we ended up finally beating in 28-23. So this is a game that you just need to come out, do do your thing, make sure that you got you're in your right gaps, you you know what's going on at all times. Don't give up a big play early like they did against Miami of Ohio and get down seven to nothing. Just, you know, take this game as a, as a learning lesson and move on to the next one. Um, because, you know, Kentucky's got two straight games where they should win, you know, in Youngstown State and Northern Illinois. And then they got the trip to Ole Miss, which will be the, which will be a key part of the season, I think. And we'll get down that down the road. But um, this is a game that you just need to take advantage of, you know, putting more players in the game and, you know, giving some guys some reps. Um, I, I'm interested to see, you know, like you said, Deuce Hogan from Iowa, the transfer from Iowa. Um, they say he's got an arm on him. So um, I'd like to see him get in the game maybe in the second half and not make this a 14-7, 14-10 nail-biter at halftime because – you know how we do. We, we, and like, what was it? The week against my Ohio, we did the same thing, but we eventually just kind of wore them down. But you need to it do this 13, early. It was 13 10 at halftime. I'm pretty Yeah, good. this is, and, and Stoops has been known for this, and, and it's nothing against his, it's just the way, the style of play that he has. You know, win with defense and control the ball on offense. Yeah. Um, but this week, I think you need to come out. You're the number nine team in the country. Um, you're, you got a lot of hype around you. You, you don't need to, to sit around and let a team like this hang in the football game. No, that's for sure. You know, we have the – right now, after two weeks, we have the number four um, team in the conference in the SEC on defense. If, and if I read correctly – Kentucky hasn't given up a, a touchdown pass this season. No, and through two games, we have not given up a, a touchdown pass, and I'm going to give you a little list here. These are the only teams in the country who have not given up a passing touchdown through two games. Kentucky, Georgia, Kansas State, Liberty, Utah, Colorado, Toledo, and Tulane. Through two weeks, they're the only teams in the country who have not allowed a passing touchdown. And the last two you mentioned ain't real good either. <laughs> no. No, there's several on there, you know, really that, you know. But Kentucky, Georgia, Kansas State, Utah, Colorado's really not that great either. No. And another tidbit, 
that a lot of people might not even know about this. Youngstown State is the only school in America whose nickname is the Penguins. Really? I know they're the Penguins, but that they're the only they're the one. only school in Division One that has the last the nickname Penguins as their mascot. See, I didn't know that. So we don't have a bulldog. We don't have a tiger like the regular names we would have. We get a penguin. Yeah, penguins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a little different. But I'm gonna go on record, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just give my prediction and my score. Um, I think Kentucky wins this going away. I think you'll see second half. You'll see some guys get in, get some reps. Um. I believe Kentucky wins this game 55-17. I think they take control early in the game. I think they they move the football pretty pretty easily on this team. Um, Youngstown State, they'll hit a few big plays here and there, but I don't think it's going to be enough to to beat Kentucky this weekend. And Kentucky will move move on. They'll be three and zero, and they'll and they'll have a sturdy test next week. I think Northern Illinois is not a bad. Um, football team in which they got Vanderbilt this week. We'll see. We'll find out a little bit more about Northern Illinois this weekend. Oh, yeah, absolutely on that because um, Vandy goes to their place. And, you know, they and what's funny up- about that game is Vanderbilt's a two-and-a-half-point two underdog. Yeah. And I'm kind of shocked at that, to be honest, um, even though it's Vanderbilt. Yeah. You know, Northern Illinois was preseason – um, probably picked to win the MAC. It was either them or Miami of Ohio. Um, so, you know, um, they're a pretty decent team. So next week we'll have a little tougher test. Now, I'm going to say this. I don't think, you know, I, I don't know that we're going to, that he'll keep the gas on to go to 55. I think it's going to be more like 40 to 17 or something like that is what I figure it'll probably be. Um, you know, I, I just don't think he'll keep the gas on to get to 55 points. Stoops is not really known for that, and this is his hometown people, and I just, I just don't feel like he'll do that. What do you say? I, I, I mean, I think, I think, you know, he could and he could not. It just depends on how the game, game flows, but. I just feel like Kentucky will score pretty pretty often. I think they'll get three or four touchdowns right off the bat. And I think the defense is um, playing out of this world right now. And I think the offense figured some things out on the O-line this, this past weekend, especially in the second half. And I think they'll play better this week. I think they'll get more rushing yards this week. I think there's a chance, a chance, that they could get over 100 yards rushing this week. Um, they, they should. I you know, Youngstown State's not a real good Russian defense team. Um, they're, they're pretty good at controlling the clock. Um, but other than that, I, I just don't, I don't see a way where um, Youngstown State wins this football game unless. No, I don't either. Unless, unless something out of the ordinary happens. You know, we had. The three Sun Belt teams last week um, pull off some major upsets. Pull off some major upsets. Oh yeah, I mean it can happen. I'm not going to say it doesn't, 
the, one of the last things I want to mention to you, it was a little story that I read uh, about the halftime and the change they made in the offensive line. Uh, you know, so if you remember last year when Liam, Liam Cohen got here, you know, there was talk that we were going to go to a, uh, a zone run scheme, a blocking scheme and a run scheme. Well, this year, um, with their new um, OC Scangarello, you know, they've been talking the whole time that they're going to stick with the outside zone run scheme. So I read this story about the Florida game, and their new offensive line coach at halftime pulled the plug on that, and they went to a blocking scheme called pin and pull. All right. So the difference is, is the outside zone scheme, basically you, you have to kind of get upright a little more and you're trying to hook your linemen to create holes. Mm-hmm. And the pin and pull, you stay lower and you lose, you use your leverage against the guy in front of you a little bit more and drive from your leverage and get them off the ball and you create holes that way instead of being more upright and trying to use your brute strength and hook them and a lot of times when you do the outside zone scheme you're not you're not blocking the guy right in front of you you're blocking maybe the next guy over and you're trying to hook him out of the way and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I think it's important to notice that last year, if you remember, after about a game or two, they kind of went away from that outside zone scheme. And I I thought it was kind of interesting that at Florida, they kind of went away from that. And then the second half, we gained 107 yards on the ground against Florida. Um, So we'll see if they stick with that or if they're going to stay with the outside Zone scheme, which is I don't, I don't think they're going to really show a lot um, until Chris Rodriguez gets back. I don't think. I mean, uh, they probably won't. But I just thought it was the story was kind of interesting because the 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 offense that they're running is designed for an outside zone scheme, and that's what the offensive line is supposed to run. But you know, uh, I'm just. Not sure if you remember last year, Combe was asked about it a few times, and he was like, well, you know, this is just working better, and we're sticking with that kind of during the season. I think you just you work with what you got that day. If it's wor- something's working that day, you stay with it. And I think that's what happened Saturday. I think that's what you've seen in Mindville, Ohio. Whatever's working that afternoon or that night, um, in the run game or in the passing game, you just stick with it. And I think whatever's happening um, during the game, I think Kentucky will just go with that. And, you know, they, they they was doing some good things Saturday with the tight ends. They was moving them around a little bit with Upshaw and Dingle. I think Dingle will have a big game this weekend. That will be my MVP. I think the tight ends will get involved this weekend. And uh, – I, I, I look for the defense. I wouldn't be shocked if they pitched a shutout. 
um, with the way their confidence is running. But I think, you know, Youngstown State, they'll move the football a little bit. But like I said, this is a game that you just come out, you dominate, you finish it off, and you go on and you improve to 3-0. and um, Absolutely. That's what this just, game is. You just, it, It's one of them games where – it's a get get better get get better type game, you know. Work on things. Work on things that you need to get better at. And get some other players involved and get them some experience and stuff it like is. that too. And the line and the line came out today actually of this game and Kentucky's twenty seven a point half favorite. Yeah. So twenty seven points and I think. The over and under is, um, let's see here. I read it early, 53.5. So that's, that's, that seems about right. Right. Um, 30 point win, 20 point win. Yep. Um, I agree with you. Um, is there anything else you want to add to all this? No, I'm just excited about the season. I, you know, Number nine in the country. Number nine in the country. You know, t- defense is playing really well. Um, offense needs to pick it up a little bit, especially on the offensive line. Um, but that'll get figured out of, as we go on into the year. Um, I think Dan Key is having a wonderful year so far. Um, he made that big catch Saturday against Florida. Um, and I'll be honest with you, making a play like that in the swamp as a freshman is, is unheralded. You know, I see a lot of players that don't even get to start as a freshman and don't get to make an impact like Dan Key's already making. He and he he's just a freshman, and I look for him to have some big seasons in Lexington as he as he grows and gets better. Um, you know, I feel like you know I feel bad for the Ramon Jefferson kid from FCS Sam Houston State where he got injured. Um, hopefully there's a way that they can get him a, maybe possibly a red shirt and bring him back. I don't know how that works with him being a, a senior, but, um, there's a lot of contributors that have gotten injured and still, still out, you know, with Chris Rodriguez being out, um, losing Jalen Geiger. And I heard today that maybe the injury is not as bad as it looks for Geiger, for Geiger. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's not. As bad, we'll, 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 we should know more here in the coming weeks. But, um, you know, I'll, but anyways, um, you know, this is, this is going to be a fun game. Um, it's you an know, early game. It's, it's, it's an early a, it's game. A, yeah, it's a noon kickoff. I don't, I'm not big on the 12 noon games. That's a topic for a, another day, <laughs> but, um, um, at the end of the day, just get out there and win this football game. Absolutely. Um, and, and another, and another um, tidbit, Bob Stoops, the former Oklahoma coach, he's skipping the OU-Nebraska game to come watch Kentucky Saturday. Is he? Well, this is kind of a Stoops family reunion, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know he's – you know he's probably, and you, you know he's probably, th- and a lot of people are thinking, well, that might be a better game to go to than Oklahoma, Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Well, if you look at the point spread of that game, you might not, you might not believe it. So we'll, we'll talk about that later tomorrow, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll we'll hit on that. So um, you can continue to follow us on Apple, uh, iHeartRadio. We do these podcasts on Podbean, um, and uh, we're look for us to do a live post game wrap up show, um, and hopefully we'll have some call ins on Saturday night. Um, we're going to do that late after the primetime games, um, probably be around 10 or 10.30 when we get on. Uh, but we're going to have a live uh, stream, a live podcast, and uh, kind of a post-game wrap-up. So we'll hope, we hope to see you then, and uh, we'll, we'll call this show done. Y'all have a good night.